ladies, welcome to the show. If you're just joining us for the first time, I'm Shira. And I'm Arielle. And counties are our fans because you're listening to Counter Programming. The show where we bring you an alternative to the coronavirus and related news. On this show, we focus on all things counter programming. Lately, we've been specifically focusing on countertops. Last week, we covered marble. How did we feel about marble overall, Ariel? I felt middle of the line about marble. I think prior to our research on it, I thought marble would definitely be my future kitchen countertop. But after doing research after last week's episode, I am I'm veering away from it. How about you? 100% agree. But you know how last week we were talking about you how we would never use our counters to just like make something on? Mm-hmm. I saw a friend of mine doing that on Instagram. They were baking something and they were doing it. But their counter looked more granite. So, I mean, we're not experts on granite yet, but maybe it's not as like porous as marble is. Right. As we learned for the folks just tuning in, um, marble is apparently very porous. Therefore, it can stain pretty easily. And that's one of the main points that drove me away from it. Same here. That's why I was so shocked to see that. But we just don't know enough about granite to know if that was a good or bad decision on that But we part. will soon. We will soon. We will soon. And I'm excited to move on to this week's theme, to this week's show. Today, wow, we're going to steal your heart as we talk about countertops made of steel. <laughs> Before we get started, though, it's important to check in during these crazy times Ariel, how the heck are you? Things are pretty good. This morning, my roommates and I, we decided to make brunch. And so we had a whole kitchen. We took orders. We made omelets. It was super fun. And I uh, kind of dressed up the day a little bit, made it so that we had a definitive morning and a definitive afternoon. And later, I'm excited to maybe go outside for a little bit before it rains for seven days. Oh, it's going to rain there for seven days? Yeah, very sad. That is sad. I'm I'm struggling a little bit, though, because it's going to be so nice here, which makes me want to go outside more. But I also want to stay inside and follow all the rules. Oh, yeah. And I have a mask update. I got a mask. Oh, I'm still only using a bandana. I need mm-hmm. to actually try to find a mask. My friend Rebecca is making them for $8 and they're really cute. She uses a sewing machine. You can choose your swatch. It's very cute. Ooh, I love that. What happened to the dog from last week's show? So thankfully, this time around, we're not going to have heavy panting because the dog is gone. I dropped it off at its owner's place last week, and it was bittersweet. But now I'm glad to be living in a room that is not filled with dog hair and dog smell. So things are pretty good. Things are looking up. How are you? How are you doing? How has your week been? I'm good. I was a little more like anxious today. I think just like realizing how crazy these times are was hitting me. But as you know, we just had a reunion with all of the former fellows from the nonprofit we used to work at. And so that was super fun to catch up with everyone. Yeah. And Um, shout out to them because we, we shouted out this podcast during our reunion. So we imagine that some of them are going to be finding their way here. Hi, everybody. Hi, ISJL. (laughs) Hi, former fellows. What else is going on here? I am starting to prepare for Passover. I've decided I'm not going to go home to my parents um, just in order to kind of maintain social distancing. So I'm going to zoom into Seder. But that means I have to do some cooking on my own, which will be interesting. I have to go buy some matzo mix to make, is that what it's called? Matzo mix to make matzo meal? Matzo meal. meal to make matzo balls. But otherwise, I'm just going to make like steak, I think, maybe. Something fun to look forward to for Passover is that 
soda wine. It's called Bartonura. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've never had that before. It is so delicious. It is. I've never even heard of that. No, yes, you have. It's in the blue bottle. I don't think that's at the Moskowitz Family Seder. It's possible. That's the Nissenblatt. <laughs> it's at the Nissenblatt Family Seder. It's at it's at many seders because it's kosher and it's kosher for Passover. So people drink it during the year, but then they also drink it during Passover. It's delicious. But anyway, I feel like we've done an adequate job catching each other up, the requisite catching each other up. We can always do this more later. But for the people, let's move on. Let's uh let's talk about the countertop of the week. Steel. Steel. Not to steal the spotlight, but I think steel's gonna be pretty great. Hey Ariel, I might need to steal a sip of water before we get started. Hey Shira, this episode is steeled with a kiss. Hey Ariel, I, I think that's enough. <laughs> hey Shira. I knew I needed to steal myself for a reaction like that. Lord, is that enough? <laughs> you want to lead us with the dictionary definition of steel? Happy to. Steel is a hard, strong, grayish or bluish gray alloy of iron with carbon and usually other elements used extensively as a structural and fabricating material. You want to play a little game, Ariel? I would love to. I thought this would help our counties um, so they could picture other steel buildings and structures. So I've prepared a list of buildings and structures, and you'll have to guess whether or not they're made of steel or something else. And if you know the other material, it's metaphorical bonus points because there's no real points. But okay, let's do it. Cool. The Brooklyn Bridge right here in my hometown. The Brooklyn Bridge, I know it has a lot of cables on it. I don't know if it's a suspension bridge. I'm going to say that it is made of steel. Yes. That's correct. Yes. Next, please. The Western Wall. The Western Wall is definitely not made out of steel. It's made out of a white slash yellow material. So I'm going to say no to steel. And I do think I can give you the other answer. I think it's made out of limestone. That Those are both correct answers. But also called Jerusalem stone. Oh shoot, you're right. When you're when you're in Israel. This one this one's an easy, it's a softball. The Pittsburgh US Steel Tower. I don't think so. Ah, it's just kidding. <laughs> it's a softball, it's a softball. Yes, the Pittsburgh US Steel Tower is definitely it's titular, so yes, I'm gonna say that it is uh, made of steel. It's titular. Fun word. <laughs> Correct. Ready for the next one? Yes. Mount Rushmore. Uh, there might be some steel infrastructure within Mount Rushmore, but I don't think that the entire thing is made of steel. I feel like it's made out of some kind of rock. That is correct. It is not made out of steel. It is made out of granite. Ooh, granite. That's something that we'll cover in an episode to come. How exciting. Exactly. The Gateway Arch in St. Louis. I feel like it's made out of some kind of metal, but I don't know if it's steel. I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. It is made out of steel. Shoot. Shoot. Okay, it's you have two more that to redeem yourself. Yeah, what do I get if I win, by the way? My love and affection. My continued love and affection. That's enough for me. Next up, the Golden Gate Bridge. It's painted red, but it has to be made out of something very strong, very structurally sound. I'm going to say yes, it is made out of steel. Indeed it is. After this, we should do what are our favorite steel structures. Um, last but not least, Taipei 101. Before I answer this, have you been there to Taipei 101? I have. I was just there. A month ago. How exciting. Is it Is it really tall? It is really tall and it's super fascinating because the rest, it's like by 
far the tallest structure in Taipei. So pretty much anywhere in the city, you can see it from different angles and sometimes it's foggy. And so like my family just took pictures of it in all these different directions. Then we went up to the top. Um, it was a bit of a foggy day, but it was, it was awesome because you can see the entire city. So first I'm going to say, yes, it's made out of steel. Is it? It is. Yes. And then second, I'm going to say you should post those pictures on our soon to be created Instagram so that uh, the counties know what's up. I would love to. I also have a time lapse from the top. Ooh, Ooh. fancy. Yeah. Watching the sunset. So on our notes, you wrote that you've been to four of these. Which of which of them have you been to? I have been to the Brooklyn Bridge, and I've walked across it a few times. The Western Wall, the Arch in St. Louis, because my grandparents live there. Shout out to them, because I feel like we have a shot of getting them to listen. They are definitely going to listen. <laughs> I think we have a shot. And Taipei 101. Wow, that's pretty good. I've been to the Brooklyn Bridge. I walked it with our mutual friend, Noah. Shout out to Noah. Oh. He'll definitely listen. The Western Wall, I've been to. The Pittsburgh U.S. Steel Tower, I don't think I've been to. Mount Rushmore, I have not been to, but I think it's once this quarantine is over, that's where I'd like to go. Um, I have been to the Gateway Arch. I went to the top. It was awesome. And I have been to the Golden Gate Bridge, but I have not been to Taipei 101. Well, since Mount Rushmore... We both haven't been. I think that's our next vacation destination when this is all done. I have an idea. Maybe the counties will pay for us to go. How exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I love the optimism. Yes. Gotta believe. You, that is wonderful. So something that I noticed is that lots of the very famous, very structurally sound buildings that we know of that seem to make up what we think of when we think of major U.S. cities are made of steel. So it makes sense that it would become a material that's used in kitchens, right? Exactly. But how did that happen? How did it get from the kitchen to the kitchen countertop? When did it become a kitchen countertop material? How popular is it? We have a lot of questions to dive into today. And let's begin answering them. So first, let's do some history. We did some research on Old House Online. This article was called Counterpoints, a pun that really speaks to us as counties. And this is what we learned. The first thing that I learned is that sheet metal was in many kitchens in the late 1800s when homeowners pumped water into wet and dry sinks that were lined with different types of metals like copper, nickel, and silver. And then metal soon went from sinks to countertops, also with zinc and tin and nickel and iron. And then by the 20s and 30s, the 1920s and 30s, copper and nickel was fused together to make an alloy called monel or monel. I don't know exactly how to pronounce that. And it became pretty popular for counters and cabinets. The reason it became popular was because of a really popular advertising campaign. Another thing that happened in a lot of kitchens was that metal became enameled and it had an opaque coating with fused iron and steel that allowed homeowners to experiment with a bunch of different colors. And this let them have style and function because metal in the kitchen and steel in the kitchen, as we'll talk about later in the show, steel lasts for a super long time, as we know by the buildings that we mentioned. But also, there are a lot of different artistic opportunities that you can take on it, like enameling it. So it was a great opportunity for kitchen owners and homeowners to personalize their kitchens. By the 1950s, though, Mon Monel, is that what we've decided? We think it's, let's say Monel. Monel. I'm going to so name my first daughter Monel. <laughs> Monel and other metals were replaced by stainless steel 
for counter and kitchen usage around the 1950s. Part of the reason for that was that stainless steel is nearly indestructible and it's really easy to use and maintain. Most people obviously now have an image of stainless steel kitchens in like a high tech professional grade kitchen. Yeah, like on all those cooking shows, I feel like yeah. stainless steel. Always. And like they're all a giant stainless steel counters or even any like big kitchen I've been into has that. But it is also used in some houses as well. The only issue with stainless steel or one of the issues with stainless steel is that it can show cuts and spots over time, which buffing can sort of help with. But I feel like a lot of stainless steel I've seen, like it looks really good from afar, but then the closer you get, you see a lot of scratches on it. That's what we're going to get into very shortly. So let's, now that we kind of know how steel came to be in the kitchen, let's go into why you would have a stainless steel counter. Shira, do you want to start us off? Stainless steel counters are ideal because they're great for cleanliness and not having bacteria stick to them. They don't have porous surfaces. So unlike what we discussed last week, which was marble, marble is apparently porous, which makes it so that it can stain pretty easily. Steel is non-porous. So no type of liquid or substances can penetrate into it. And mostly all you need to do to clean it is wipe it off. So pretty easy. Stainless steel is a little more expensive than granite. It's about $70 to $215 per square foot, whereas granite is closer to $40 to $60 per square foot. That that surprises me. Well, I bet like marble is the top, then like stainless steel, then granite, which probably explains why there are so many granite countertops in like our friends level apartments. (laughs) Right, right, right. I really, I definitely thought stainless steel would be the cheapest because of the disadvantages that we're going to read soon. But then again, I didn't know anything about countertops till we started this. So (laughs) well, I also feel like stainless steel would be easier to come by, but maybe Maybe that's naive of me. Well, maybe that's because it's thought, yeah. because it's sort of man-made. It comes from natural elements, but then again, it needs a lot of manufacturing work in order to be yeah. what it is in the kitchen. Maybe it's the price of labor, so it makes it so expensive. That could be, yeah. Look <laughs> We're at making us. things up now. <laughs> We're I don't know. making things up. <laughs> We're using inferences. I feel like yeah, educated is- guesses. Okay, so something interesting that I learned about stainless steel is that it comes in various gauges ranging from 14 to 20. The lower the gauge, the thicker, stronger, quieter, and more expensive the steel is because one of the disadvantages, which we'll get to, is that it's pretty loud. So that brings us to disadvantages. Do you want to start us off? So the disadvantages that we've already discussed is that it scratches really easily. But then a caveat there is that because it scratches really easily, over time it builds up what's called patina. I don't exactly know how to pronounce that. I'll spell it for the folks at home. P-A-T-I-N-A. Totally feel free to Google this. But basically it's a green or brown film on the surface of bronze or similar metals like steel. Uh, It's produced by oxidization over a long period of time and it kind of makes the structure stronger over time. And yes, colorful and not necessarily the color that you started out with, but more importantly, it makes it stronger and the scratches kind of take on a character over time. Had you heard of that word before? No, definitely not. I had not either. People can feel free to DM us and tell us how to pronounce things. Send us voice recordings. We love voice recordings. That's another thing. If we're just totally, absolutely wrong, you can call us out. Yeah, that's okay. Please call us out. All right. What's another disadvantage? If you're not careful, you can dent steel pretty easily. Yeah. So that's why I think it works well in industrial kitchens because... 
You've got chefs and sous chefs who are, they've got a routine. They know exactly what they're making from night to night. So they know how heavy this dish is. They put it down. Whereas if I'm in the kitchen and I'm making a bread and I'm taking it out of the oven and it's too hot and I'm not so good with dealing with hot and cold, I'm going to just slam it on my new steel kitchen counter. And all of a sudden I have a dent in my kitchen counter. Makes more sense for people who in it for the professional game. Yeah, I also, well, this kind of goes to our next disadvantage for some people that some people think it looks kind of cold and and isn't as like warm of a kitchen design. And obviously for like fancy restaurants, it doesn't necessarily matter as long as you can't see the kitchen. So they need whatever is the most efficient. When I think of like a cozy home country kitchen, I do not think of steel. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I kind of like it for like if you're going for a very modern look in your house, I, I think it could be kind of cool. Maybe for an island, maybe not Ooh. the full like kitchen to be steel, but to have a steel island in the middle in my dream home. <laughs> well, don't worry, we'll get to the, we'll get to the question of whether or not we would have steel. But let's continue with our um, disadvantages. It's noisy, and that I kind of mentioned before. So, like if I if I'm taking something out of the oven and I'm putting it down, it's probably going to make a loud noise. You're probably going to wake up your roommates or your kids or whoever it is. So I would steer away from it if you're if you have an infant or if you're bedrooms are really close to your kitchen that would probably not be such a cute idea but if you have a kitchen that is set apart from the rest of your house and you're really into cooking it's such a great idea steel really works and the last issue with steel is that it's easy to wipe down but fingerprints stay on it so you have to wipe it down very often that would be a challenge for me (laughs) (laughs) what are your thoughts Ariel? would you have a steel counter yeah Yeah, I think I would. When I was doing research on this earlier this week, I was like, I wasn't really swayed by either marble or steel yet. But right now between marble and steel, I'm into steel. What about you? I would agree. I'm definitely into steel over marble. I don't think I'm sold yet, but I I want something with steel in my house. I don't know if I'd want my entire kitchen to be a steel countertop. I, I don't think I'd love the look of that. Yeah. I would say also one of the blogs that I read said, if you get a steel countertop, you're going to scratch it almost right away. Just it happens. And they cautioned that you should be aware of that because a lot of people, when they get their steel countertop, they get their first scratch, they get very upset and they didn't expect it somehow, even though all of the blogs and all of the internet research that you could do says that that can happen right away. But I think that I would still be very upset. Both of us would be. I feel like that goes with our like being anxious and stuff. I'd be so worried until I scratched it. And then I'd be upset when I scratched it, even if I knew all of that information, because it would ruin the look a little bit. Right. So yes, I am into steel over marble, but I'm not into, I'm still not sold. I definitely want to hear from our other countertops. Uh, Our other countertop contestants. Yes, our other countertop. I would say it would be a fun idea if at the end of our series on countertops, we like must decide which countertop we're going to buy and then we have to buy it. (laughs) We have to buy it in our houses in 15 years. So we have to buy it. 15, geez, I hope it's sooner. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to um, be cautiously optimistic about when I'll be able to have my own house because it'll make me happier if I like exceed my expectation. But this way- it's less likely for me to miss it, you know? be upset. (laughs) Exactly. So what about you, counties? Are you stealing some steel for your kitchen? Are you avoiding it? Let us know by tweeting at us. Shira is at Mosk, and I'm at Ariel this and that. If you haven't sent us pictures of your countertops yet, 
please do. We'd love to see them, especially if you have a steel one. Uh, just snap a quick pic, send them to us on Twitter. And we'd love to see what you're working with. In other counter-programming news, how is everybody's isolation going? I know Shira and I talk a lot about what we're up to, but we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us, like we said, on our Twitter, which is at Mosque for Shira, and I'm at Ariel this and that. But we also made a Gmail account where you can reach us, and we'd love to hear from you there. You can send us pictures. You can send us videos. You can tell us about your countertops. You can send us voice notes. And that is counterprogrammingshiraariel at gmail.com. That's counterprogramming, S-H-I-R-A-A-R-I-E-L-L-E at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you there. Shira, anything to add? We'd love for you to tell us how you're using your countertops during this quarantine time. Are you cooking on them, making puzzles, sitting on them? (laughs) What's the story? What's the sitch? Yeah, countertops are truly amazing. So versatile. You You can do so much. So Shira, what's that email again? The email is counterprogrammingshiraariel at gmail.com. Cannot wait to see you in our inbox. Cannot wait to hear from you. Um, So Shira, what are you up to the rest of the day after we finish recording? Well, it's evening here in New York. So my roommate and I are going to make dinner. I have a little bit of the Sunday scaries tonight. Um, So going to try to calm those by going for a nice little walk outside Um, in a half hour, I'm going to open my window and cheer with everyone else in New York for all of our frontline healthcare workers and their shift changes. It's one of my favorite evening rituals now. We we don't have that. We don't have that in LA. I'm so sad about it. Really? Oh my, have you seen, do you see my Instagram video about it? I think so. I've seen a lot of Instagram videos about it. It's really cool. We can't see the healthcare workers from our window, but there's a hospital right behind us. So I would assume they can hear it because it's pretty loud. Like oh, it's behind our building. Is so the idea, is it the idea that it's at a shift change or something? Yeah. The shift is theoretically changes at seven. And so one guy in our neighborhood seems to use a trumpet every day. A friend of mine who lives on the Upper East Side has posted a video. Her neighbor plays the song New York, New York no. every single night at seven. I would cry and every night. It, it makes me cry every time she posts it. And now that song is has been added to my emotional quarantines playlist. It's really beautiful. What's on deck for you? You still have a full day ahead, basically. <sighs> I'm thinking I'm going to continue cleaning my room, going to walk some dogs potentially, and then I'm hosting trivia later tonight. So, Where can people find trivia? <laughs> That's a great question. If you want to play virtual trivia with me, and tonight the co-host is our friend Abby, you can find us on Instagram at social distance underscore trivia. We do it every Sunday night and every Thursday night, and we'd love to have everybody play. Sometimes the proceeds go to charity. Sometimes we just don't have proceeds at all. Super fun, though. It is really fun. So nice. Shira, so great to chat countertops with you. So great to counter programming with you. Yeah, I'm feeling better already. I'm thinking that next week we should not take granite for granite or granite. Ooh. Does that work? Yeah, it works. Okay. Yeah, so for all our counties, next week we will be talking about granite kitchen countertops. I, for one, am pumped to learn about the countertop of the people. I'm really excited about it, too, because I am under the impression as of now that my countertop is granite or maybe faux granite. But (laughs) Either way, we're going to find out for sure next week. Okay, we'll see you back here next week for an expose on granite countertops. Thank you so much for tuning in to Counter Programming with Shira and Ariel. Gosh, Shira, I am really learning so much, and I hope our counties are too. 
As a reminder, if you like what we're doing here, let us know by leaving a review on Apple or a comment on CastBox. Shout out to our logo designer, Kayo Slikta. You can find his amazing designs on Instagram at Kayo Slikta. That's C-A-I-O-S-L-I-K-T-A. We're super happy to be working with Daniel Turek, who mixes, masters, and engineers our show. You can find more from him at robotslap.com. That's R-O-B-O-T-S-L-A-P.com. Slap. Daniel, that would be a good time to put a slap sound in there. <laughs> and our theme music is called Tennessee Hayride by Jason Shaw, and we love it. We'll see you back here next week. In the meantime, admire those countertops, go for a walk if you're allowed, and wash your hands. We love you, counties. Stay safe. <laughs>